0: Hi Chris, nice to see you again. Yeah good to see you. Um, So for those that don't know you, um, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do.
1: Sure, Uh, Chris Stewart, I'm the branded Attraction Partner at National Grid, which um, if people ask me what do I do for a living who aren't part of the industry I say that it's my job to position National Grid as an employer of choice. So that's the the simple term of, of what I do. What that really means is I look after our website, our social channels, work with our new talent team on routes to market for graduates, apprentices, and then our experienced hires team with uh, complex hires or hard to fill roles or big campaigns and so on.
0: So your role, as well as the kind of strategy around what you're doing from an attraction perspective, it's also in and around that content piece, doesn't it? Make sure you create good campaigns, Absolutely. career site, etc. And it's a challenge for many recruitment teams. They maybe come up with the ideas, but actually creating the content to go with those ideas is, is really difficult for them.
1: Where where do you start with that kind of work? So what, what I've discovered from my time at National Grid is that there is Content almost producing itself all of the time. We've got so many different initiatives and projects, whether it be about corporate social responsibility or inclusion and diversity, and we've got so many different parts of the business who are already off doing all this great stuff that is great content in its own right. So, what I've made it my job to do is to get to know who all these different stakeholders are, where they are, what they're doing, find out about it before it happens, so we can turn up with a a camera or a video crew or whatever it might be just to bring it to life. So, it's almost that. In many cases it's, it's happening it's just identifying where it's happening and bringing it to life because i think the the best content is the authentic natural content it's not scripted it's it's not premeditated you've not built it it's just already happening and you're just there to bring it to life
0: okay and um that probably sounds incredibly
1: expensive to some people but does it have to be um not always so for example, in our training and development centre in, in Nottingham, we actually have a videographer. Now, I know not every company out there will be that lucky um, because I know that video doesn't come cheap necessarily. Um, so in many cases, we have some in-house talent um, who we can free up to come and join us for a couple of days filming and, and so on. And where that isn't the case, uh, building good relationships with external suppliers as well is, is, is key. So we've got some backup plans if our in-house guy isn't there. We've got good relationships with some animators and videographers and photographers locally that we can use. And uh, I think if you've got a, a good robust plan and you can keep it to tight time frames, it doesn't need to be as expensive as you think it could be.
0: And you mentioned a lot video, video, video there pretty much all the way through that. Mm. Is that
1: the vast majority of the content you're creating nowadays? I think video is is key now. Um, I go to a lot of uh, branding networking events, uh, listening to people much more experienced and talented than, than, than I am and sh- sharing their stories and it is always about how video is where people really engage. a uh, large part of the volume we have at National Grid is for graduates and apprentices and that market in particular are really turned on by video so f- for us that's that's um, important to make sure that we are serving up the content that we know that's going to be engaging for the people we're trying to attract. And ha- how do you make those decisions? How do you find out what type of content they want to see? So. Understanding the market, if I, if I use our new talent as a, a, as a good example again, so if I think from the mindset of a graduate, if I'm considering National Grid for a graduate program, there's a, a reasonable chance I'll, I'll know who they are, I'll know a bit about engineering and utilities um, and it's about, for them, the pool is perhaps what does the long term prospects look like, You know what, what am I going to be doing and What are the opportunities? Whereas if you're an apprentice and you're straight out of school, you probably don't know who National Grid are. So it's a very different hook for the different audiences. So if I was an apprentice and I'm 16 and and leaving after my GCSEs, I would potentially pick Tesco's or McDonald's over National Grid if they're paying a thousand pounds more. So it's about what do we have to offer at National Grid that's gonna make sure that those people pick us above someone else who might be you know, marketing a higher salary or whatever it might be.
0: And it's making sure you deliver content that um, conveys that message, Absolutely, describes yeah. what that person is, is looking for, Understanding not the motivators. always saying what they're looking for, it's about making it clear what you can offer Absolutely, and, and yeah. they can then decide whether it's right or, or yeah. wrong for them. Okay, so um, in terms of getting that content out into the big wide world, what channels are you using at the moment?
1: Primarily social media, Uh, we're very hot on social media. We've also got uh, an award-winning interactive website, which we can update in real time, so we can make sure that if we've got any fresh new content that there's no delays at getting it on the website. But we do a lot of um, sponsored posting through the different social channels we have, and I like to think that we're quite forward-thinking at National Grid, so we have, um, the users you would expect to see, we've got Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, but we've also got Instagram, Pinterest, Snapchat, so other channels that you wouldn't necessarily associate with a big organisation like National Grid. So we're making sure that we are reaching out to all those different audiences where people could potentially be finding us.
0: And Do you find the content for those channels needs to be tailored for the channels not just the audience that's sitting on them but the actual kind of content that you put out on an Instagram versus a LinkedIn versus a snapchat for example
1: yeah no you're absolutely right and it it is um, making sure you're tailoring it for the channel and the audience so it's both at the same time so on our Facebook um, you'll probably find that there's a bit more of a job feed on there it's not purely a job feed it's it's you know, intertwined with corporate social responsibility and inclusion in diversity messages and project work and whatnot. Whereas on Instagram, for example, uh, you'll see very few jobs posted on there and it will be about bringing the culture to life. So it's very visual, lots of videos. Um, Pinterest, as most people know, is uh, very heavily dominated by female users which is one of the reasons why we've embraced it because at National Grid we have a challenge in the engineering sector um, of making sure that we're bringing females into the organization. So by um, having tailor-made content in on Pinterest that's, that's really put together to, to tell the story and tell those, put those messages out that are really gonna appeal to, to females who might be considering a career in STEM or whatever it might be. So we do very much tailor the, the different content we have to the various different channels. And how's um, Snapchat as an attraction channel working? (coughs) I wish I knew. (laughs) The (laughs) the, the metrics are um, very, very minimal. Um, We're still playing with it. Not quite sure how it's working yet. Mm. We're looking in for the future uh, into geotagging, which is something I've just learned about. So I'm not pretending to be the expert in all things social. And I must admit, Snapchat is something I don't use in my personal life, but I've got a, a... person in my team who knows it far better than I do so um, yeah that's sorry it's probably not something Could I be know. Grips <laughs> with that. No, that's yeah.
0: fine no absolutely I, I don't know anybody else who does either. <laughs> no, start, no. I hope hoped you were the person no <laughs> I, I wish I were as well <laughs> um, so we've talked about um, some of the channels I tell me more about your career Like you, you mentioned it was award-winning so congratulations Thank on you. that front and um, what have you done to make it award-winning why does it stand out versus those um other um career site that clearly probably also
1: went for the award that didn't win so what I find when I look at a lot of career sites is that they're quite static quite linear not necessarily very exciting and whether you go on on a Monday morning or a Friday afternoon it's the same content served up in the same way whereas our career site it's um, it's vibrant it's full of life it updates in real time so we've got a, a latest news section on there which my team Take take charge of updating on a daily basis to make sure that you know if there's a new campaign launching or there's a role that's about to close or we want to highlight something specific, that's front and center. When you're searching for jobs, we've got an interactive map with beacons beacons all around the country, so you can see where we've got opportunities. And I mentioned about how we've got a really rich social um, stream uh, across National Grid and all the different channels we have. We uh, have on our homepage a social wall which uh, acts as an aggregator and brings yep. them all into one place so whatever day of the week you're on the, the information is always different but always relevant so it's about that sort of interactive vibrant experience you know if we one of our taglines is bringing energy to life and and you know i think it's important that our website reflects that as well it,
0: it How much building did that take? So if I've got somebody who's starting from zero, no career site, to having
1: something of the the kind of level you guys have got, how long would that take them? So the the project in its entirety was about 12 months. So we weren't going from a standing start. We did have a career site in place, but it wasn't a spit and polish. It was a tear it up and start again job. So it's as good as not having a career site in the first place. Uh, So everything from trying to identify your identity what's the what's the story you want to tell across the website and making sure it's consistent making sure that um, your tone of voice and the copywriting is there Um, and then the really technical stuff which actually took a lot more time than I would have Mm -hmm. liked so that's making sure that it's it's pulling from your ATS the job feed and um, when people come and use the search functionality they're finding what they're expecting to find um, so many complexities, so many stakeholders to keep happy. It was uh, one of the most challenging projects I've ever taken on, but one of the most rewarding. Having just picked up our second award, so
0: yeah, excellent. What, what allies did you need internally to kind of make that happen beyond the recruitment team or even HR? Did you have to partner with any other functions within the business?
1: Absolutely. So um, one of the things that the features we have on our website is been able to have some insight to the different departments we have at National Grid. So having identified where we have areas of the business which recruit quite regularly, I felt it was important for those businesses to be able to tell their story. So if someone's considering joining them and they're doing their research, look on the website and they can get some adi- some additional information from there. So it was finding who the right people to tell those stories from within the business. So if you look on the website, you'll see we've got departmental overviews from HR, finance, procurement, our system operator. IT, all of the big divisions of National Grid have a, a dedicated mini page that tells you a bit of information about who they are. So lots of different stakeholders that had to be identified. And it might have been, you, know, you, you get your first person, they're not quite right, pass you on to someone else until you eventually get to where you need to go. So that, that was uh, a bit of a labor of love as mm. well.
0: So um, you talk there about people, um, in terms of bringing those stories about each of those functions, departments, how we refer to them to life. Um, what about leveraging your people to get out into the world and talk about grid and act as recruiters, I guess, for those that aren't
1: recruiters? So that that is critical for National Grid. I know my route into National Grid was uh, seven years ago when we didn't have an award-winning website and all these different social channels to tell a bit of a story. And it took an internal individual to get in touch and tell me that this is a good place to come and work. and. If they hadn't have caught my attention, I might have not taken that jump. So uh, I think that um, using your, your employee referral scheme and your, um, your employees as brand ambassadors is really important. And I noticed about a year ago that when it comes to sharing social content, uh, we get a lot of great traction externally, but not as much internally as we would have liked. There was maybe one or two champions who were really pushing that. So I had a conversation internally with the brand team to figure out what could we do to, to expand that. So mm-hmm. we launched the Natural Grid Employee Ambassador Scheme, which um, for us is a, a volunteer scheme, because I think there's nothing worse than being told you're <laughs> going to do it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, to really get the buy-in, you need to find the people who want to be there and who want to do it and have the passion. So um, we, um, as a recruitment function, reached out to all the different parts of the business and explain what we're doing why we're doing it it's about getting people to go out to colleges universities schools trade shows whatever it might be and then sharing that content so we now have a robust list of individuals from all different parts of the business who have volunteered to to support us with all of those different initiatives we're quite new and and um and quite at the early stages of um, stages of that process uh, so we're we haven't really got the the metric to see how well it's performed for us yet yeah, but what, I, what I'm already seeing is that we're getting a lot more um, organic growth and engagement through the different social channels it's not just the paid engagement which comes into play and we are finding that we've got the right people out in front of the uh, graduates and apprentices who are considering us telling their stories so that's really working well for us
0: and how do you um, how do you kind of activate that group so well and good having two three four hundred volunteers who want to get involved how do you make sure they're kind of fed with the materials they need to be out and be an advocate or an ambassador or whatever you want to refer to them as?
1: Sure. So there's a, there's a couple <laughs> of things we're doing there. So we, we've got um, an internal comms plan where um, we reach out via our HR recruitment mailbox and keep them up to date with different initiat- initiatives that are going on, sharing the calendar with them so they can see what's coming up and, and any, any news that we've got just to keep them up to date with how things are going. But then we've also got um, a Yammer page as well for anybody who uses Yammer, um, where we keep people up to date with um, the, the different things we've been doing and how, how we've been doing it and shout outs for anybody. You know, If we do need support for any particular events, reaching out via there as well.
0: So you can um, use tech to kind of talk to everybody and say like, get behind this post, jump on this, share this bit of content, that kind yeah, of thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're too big a business to be you know, going around and tapping <laughs> shoulders and knocking <laughs> doors and so on. So yeah, we do rely on tech to help us tell that story and reach out to people good and going on to that kind
0: of social piece so um, social media as a recruitment tool how
1: effective have you found it uh, immensely effective for National Grid um, so wh- when I took over um, in my brand role at National Grid the, the recruitment team we had in place for our early careers our new talent as we call it um, we're relying on very traditional media so lots of job board posting and sort of you know, close your eyes, cross your fingers, and hope that you get the applications through. And you know, once your pipeline's looking quite dry and not where you want it to be, having a conversation with me, what can we do? And it's really late in the day, mm. and the budget's spent and everything else. So um, <laughs> we've come on a, a bit of a journey since then, and we've been, we've been transitioning across. We're, we're still using some traditional media, but we've got to a point now where we're probably about 80% social. And the real advantage to that is um, social can be really flexible and fluid so you can turn those taps on and off throughout the lifeline of the campaign. So if you've got a particular role that's got off to a storming start and your pipeline is oversubscribed and your recruiters are looking and they can see that the quality is good, you can just turn that off a bit and save yourself some pennies. Whereas if you've put £25,000 into a job board, well that money's spent and you know there's nothing you can do to ramp it up and down so having that real fluidity of being able to to move your budget around as you need it has has really helped. Uh, I know that last year for apprentices uh, nearly 50% of our hires came from Facebook specifically Um, so that's uh, a platform where that particular audience we're really engaging with is Um, and I think what's it's twofold what makes it so so useful the fact that you can be really targeted so you can um, reach out to postcode areas or colleges and universities or specific skill sets you can really drill down but the fact that they're social platforms means that you're not just posting jobs out there but you're posting content you're telling Mm. a story which then leads people to understand a bit more about national grid and then you follow up with a call to action to we're recruiting come and check out our website once they've done that that looks amazing and then hopefully it turns into an application Are you generally using social for
0: like campaigns, be groups of roles or types of roles, or do you do social
1: on a role by role basis sometimes? <coughs> I would say m- it's mainly campaign led. <coughs> so that we, we will um, have parts of the business which are quite up on social media and are very keen to, to use it. And then there are other parts who are, we're still trying to win round. And I, I understand that social works better for some divisions and compared to others. Hmm. Um, but no, we don't post every single role on social. We're quite targeted picking our battles and making sure that we're we're putting out um, roles that we, b- we believe that those channels are going to work well for.
0: So um, some hints and tips for everybody else here. Maybe they've used social for sourcing, but not really yet used it for attraction as such. Sure. Um,
1: what kind of hints and tips would you have for them? One of the best things, decisions, that, uh, that I ever made regarding our social content was to really bring the culture and values of National Grid to life, because anybody who works at National Grid are really passionate um, and believe in what National Grid do, and and that they are an employer of choice. And um, I made it um, one of my tasks to, to showcase that. So to film people doing what they do, no scripts, no rehearsals, just getting the camera in front of them and saying, "What? Why are you here? What is it you love about what you do?" and and just getting people to tell that story
0: nice. Oh, so that kind of authentic content i know it's a buzzword the authenticity, yeah. but, but we know what it means it's true though. yeah it is true and it works that goes down well with the audience the response rate is higher than the slightly polished kind of corporate i type think stuff. so yeah yeah excellent chris thank you for your time thank you alan really appreciate cheers. it cheers